Mic check, one, two, one, two. since we last spoke, since the last time I recorded a podcast, but I'm here rounding out the end of January and the beginning of a new year and a new decade. I'm literally laying in bed. My cat is cleaning himself (laughs) right in front of my face, but I want to share, share some of the things that I've been thinking about some of the things that I've been dealing with lately because I realized that this two or three month absence um, was not intentional it was definitely not intentional I've been having a little bit of anxiety to be honest about an upcoming episode I know that telling this story is so necessary, but to be honest, it does kind of scare me to open up that can of worms, because once I open it, I won't be able to close it. And I know this has been very up close and intimate, but this particular story that I'm going to share soon is gonna be really, really deep. So before we get to that, I realized I needed a little buffer, an appetizer, an in-between to help me get ready for the story that I want to share and also to catch you up on how I've been feeling. My cat just jumped off the bed. Who knows what, what he's about to do, terrorize my couch, rip up some chairs. That's what cats do, isn't it? <laughs> mm. So every morning, consistently, I have been writing in my journal, and that helps me kind of get out my insecurities and frustrations out on paper. But I realized I've been doing that and not vocalizing how I've been feeling. So this is my chance to vocalize how I've been feeling there's been a mix of happiness because I finally finally moved into a new place a place that I've been dreaming about and waiting for for such a long time and it's the first time in a while a very very long while that I've lived by myself I don't have any roommates Oh my goodness, I don't have any roommates. Isn't that fantastic? I can walk around naked if I want to. I can take long baths and no one's going to yell at me to get out of the 
bathroom, the only being that's going to interrupt my peace (laughs) is my cat. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, I didn't realize how much I needed this space, how much I needed this sanctuary. And that's what it is. It's a sanctuary. I prayed and I prayed to God to send me a place that I could be creative, a place that I could be loved and nurtured and protected from the outside world, a space where anyone who walks into it is going to feel loved and welcomed and accepted. And that's what this home is for me. This home is my sanctuary. Every day when I open my eyes, I am so grateful for it. The past few days has made me... uh, There he goes again, scratching on my furniture. Gracious. (laughs) Cats, man, I tell you. It's like they have no respect. Yep, no respect. He's just climbing all over stuff. Kitty, thank you. And he runs away like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. Stop. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I have somehow, somehow raised a very spoiled cat. Okay. See? Distractions. This is what I've been trying to work on as of late. Distractions. Eliminating distractions. Because like I said, I prayed for this space. I prayed for this home so that I could be more creative. The past year and a half that I've been in Atlanta, I have not felt, um, I've not always felt moments of peace and clarity. And I knew that my creativity had been stifled by my, my surroundings and also my situation. If you recall, 2018 and 2019 were tough for me. I, let's, let's just be honest. Ooh, 2019 was especially tough for me. So when 2019 went out and 2020 came in, I celebrated. Oh, my soul was on fire. I was so excited to be able to close that chapter of my life and to be able to close that chapter of my life and be in a brand new space, one that I had prayed for, my sanctuary. Before this place, I felt displaced. I was torn between Atlanta, LA, and a few other places that I wasn't quite sure if I needed to be. I know now that I do want to spend time in those places, but I I was searching for my own place and I was searching for, I needed to be grounded. And I have, I have an astrologer that I speak with every, every quarter and one of the first things that he suggested to me was that I do things to get grounded. 
because I was feeling um, unattached to to my surroundings. I was feeling unattached to the earth, to be honest. And the reason why is that so much of my, all, realistically, all of my trauma took place on this earth. So I was having a very hard time attaching myself to a space that I felt gave me such pain. And this, you've been along with me on this journey. Uh, Now my cat's begging to go outside. What? What? Really? That's how you feel? Oh, is this world hard on you too? Oh no, spoiled cat. This world is tough for you. (laughs) Oh man, if my cat could talk, the things that he would say to me. Thank goodness he can't. I'm sure he's like cursing me out right now. And not even under his breath, he's just cursing me out. Okay, back to it. Um, Let me take a moment to say thank you because as I'm getting up out of bed and kind of getting situated to the new day, this, this is straight up stream of consciousness. And it's kind of like I equate it to having a conversation with, your, with one of your friends in the morning and they haven't had their cup of tea or their cup of coffee and they're just kind of rambling, sleeps in their eyes. That's essentially... That's what's happening right now. (laughs) I am a morning person, though, so I appreciate you coming along for this ride as I get up and start my day. Uh, mm. I prayed, I meditated, I wrote in my journal, and now I'm rolling my neck around and stretching a little bit. I've been trying to save yoga for the middle of the day um, after my body's kind of woken up and my mind is woken up and uh, when that I like to do yoga at that moment when the frustration of the work day starts to set in and you need to get up from your desk or wherever you're working and like shake it out and walk That's when I find is the ideal time for me to practice yoga, or at least do a few movements and meditate. So even if you are um, at your desk or uh, let's say you're, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're a stay at home mom and you've got a toddler that you have to take care of. Make sure your toddler's safe, but take a moment, close your eyes and quiet your mind and tune into yourself. Yes, meditation. Ah, the things that we that we must do to preserve our sanity. Mm. My sanity was 
I was thinking about this um, as I was writing in my journal today. My sanity was definitely rocked in 2019. And I'm, I did a ritual right before the new year that allowed me to let go and let God. We've heard this before, I'm sure. Um, there are things that we are not supposed to dwell on. <laughs> there are things that we're not supposed to worry about. We pray about it, we put it out there, and we let a higher power, we let a higher power handle it. And gotta be honest, that is tough. I am a recovering control freak and I have been recovering for quite a long time. And letting go and letting God, whoo, <laughs> gonna be honest, that's tough. Because my mind, our minds are conditioned to dwell on things and to repeat the same story over and over and over again. So I would hold on to some of the pain and frustration that I had no business holding on to. And I didn't, I honestly, I didn't realize it until, gosh, recent months since going to onsite, going through that program, that helped me realize a lot of my trauma. And then one of my best friends actually sent me a book that's really been, uh, I'd only started reading it a couple of days ago, even though he sent it to me a few months ago. <laughs> ah, friends. Um, he knew that I needed to read this. And the book is called Solve for Happy. And it has really awakened me to some detrimental habits that that I have and that we all have and rewiring our brains to see, you know, instead of seeing the cup half empty, seeing it half full. And I know that we've heard this time and time and time again, but it really is about reframing and seeing things from a different different perspective. And so in my healing process, I've I've been seeing things from a different perspective. And so back to the ritual that I did of letting go and letting God, I literally wrote down the thoughts that had been plaguing me and some of the names associated with those thoughts. I wrote it down. I burned a candle. And I let it go. I let it go. <sighs> this year is about um, letting go so that we can open ourselves up to new beginnings think about that letting go so that we can open ourselves up to new beginnings
boiling water right now as I get ready to make tea. And I've said my affirmations for the day. And I want to share a couple of affirmations that I've said in the past month that have really resonated with me. Um, one that will definitely resonate with you right now. Today's affirmation, I'm giving myself permission to let go. I'm releasing so that I may make room for what's to come. I said that on January 1st, 2020. And interestingly enough, that coincides with what I said a few minutes ago about releasing, about letting go. Hmm. Let it sink in. And, oh wait, is the teapot boiling? Yes, it is. Wait. Let me go make my tea. (laughs) Yikes. All right. I think today, for the past few days, I've been making a... A Sri Lankan spice tea. I got, I got this tea when I was in Sri Lanka, and it's been it had been packaged up, and I decided to finally crack open that package and enjoy the tea. And wow, it's it's potent. Let me tell you that, <laughs> it's very potent. But I think today, I think today I'm going to use. Hmm, Earl Grey. I'm going to make some Earl Grey. I also got this from Sri Lanka. I don't know if you know this, but Sri Lanka still has... Sri Lanka is known for its tea. And Sri Lanka, parts of the country, have huge tea farms. Huge. I mean, they are vast. And the tea is amazing. You probably drink this tea every day and don't realize that the tea leaves are actually from Sri Lanka. I refrain from calling it what the locals do um, because I think that's still, uh, I think it's left over from British rule and uh, it feels, the word is triggering for me considering that I am a descendant of enslaved Africans that were brought to the Americas. So I refrain from using, hopefully you can tell by now what the word is, I refrain from using the word. It starts with the letter P. But anyway, the tea from, from Sri Lanka is amazing and I'm glad that I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to incorporate it into my, my tea ritual every morning. Something very, very special. But right now, where is my tea infuser? Okay. Good gracious. What did I do with this? I use it all the time. Aha. Okay. Yes, I have uh, (laughs) I've not washed dishes. Um, I have some dishes sitting in the sink. (laughs) Keeping it real. Listen, we don't always wash our dishes every day. 
and some of us are fortunate enough to have dishwashers, yet we still don't use them. <laughs> okay. Yes, a little tea infuser. Sometimes when I don't want to make big, um, big batches of tea, because I have this cute tea press that I got from um, Madewell. It's really cute, um, but it does it does make more tea sometimes than I want. I'm gonna use my little wire tea infuser to make this cup of Earl Grey. I have realized that doing certain um, rituals help me prepare my mind for what the day is going to bring. And making tea is definitely one of those rituals. It's a very calming process, actually. Um, and drinking tea is a, is a, it's a slow, it's a slow and gradual rise um, to being awake instead of like that immediate jolt that you get from coffee. The jolt makes me a little shaky, so I prefer I prefer the the gradual rise of the tea. And as you know, tea takes a few minutes to steep, and there's so much patience that goes along with this process, and it reminds me to have patience with myself and with others and my daily life. So that's why I enjoy tea. Honestly, I've even as a kid, I can remember drinking, I'd have a little bag of, what, Lipton <laughs> tea, and I'd boil some hot water, and I'd have tea at the end of, end of dinner. And I'm pretty sure that my mother looked at me like I was crazy, like, what is this little kid doing drinking tea? But that's that's when my love of hot tea um, first came about. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pause for a second um, while I make this tea. take a little bit to ease into your day right it's not it doesn't happen in an instant you have to give it time and this tea is definitely giving me time to awake and prepare it's very interesting to be sharing this these moments with you because these are even though I share things like this on social media it's very different to um I'm, I'm pulling my brain, I'm pulling my mind out and uh, saying whatever comes to my mind to you, so to speak. Uh, like I said before, stream of consciousness. But um, I've, been, I've been hosting something at this co-working space in Atlanta, the Lola. And Kitty, if you could just stop scratching on things, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Oh my goodness. 
this. It's like having a, a child who doesn't actually care what you say to them. <laughs> okay. And I'm back. I've been hosting this wonderful session at the Lola, this co-working space for women. It's called Self-Love Sessions, and I co-host it with my friend Bianca, who leads us in yoga. But before yoga, I like to open things up with meditation and journaling and I guess a little bit of a lecture so that we can open ourselves up to the healing that needs to occur. Because oftentimes I think that we go into these workshops and these healing spaces expecting to be healed and to feel rejuvenated immediately. But just like with making tea, just like with waking up in the morning, you have to ease into it. So my, my purpose for starting out with the, um, starting the session out with journaling and meditation is so that we can reveal what we genuinely are here to work on. And I want to share something from uh, self-love sessions a few weeks ago that really resonated with me. And I think, I think it's, I think it makes sense for how we're all feeling right now. Um, so take a moment with me. We, we've done this together before, but take a moment with me to close your eyes. And yeah, it's, it's time for that, uh, that meditation. Take a minute, minute to uh, close your eyes and take some deep breaths. Get acquainted with your body. Feel wherever you may be holding tension. Feel that uneasiness. And it's okay to feel that uneasiness. Be aware of it. Be aware of how you're feeling. Be aware of the soreness. Be aware of the aches or the pains in your body. And be grateful if those things are not there. So really feel where you are holding on to something. Feel it. Embrace it. open up your eyes, I want you to hold on to that feeling. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you're feeling. In the self-love sessions a couple of weeks ago, I did this same exercise, but definitely a lot longer. And I want us to be aware of how feelings manifest themselves in our bodies and um, emotions, how emotions manifest themselves in our bodies. And I asked everyone in the room where they were holding on to tension or where they were holding on to pain. And there's this wonderful book by Louise Hay called Heal Your Body, The Mental Causes for Physical Illness and the Metaphysical Way to Overcome Them. So something that, um, something that's been bothering me lately is my back. So this book is very handy. It's basically this huge chart where you go through the, you go through the chart and you find what is, uh, what the problem is. 
So it gives you the problem, the probable cause for the problem, and the new thought pattern. Because it's one thing for us to say, you know, oh gosh, my I have a headache and we'll take painkillers. But all the painkillers are doing is numbing the pain, numbing that the sensor that's going off in your brain that's telling you that you are hurting. But it's not fixing the pain. It's not getting down to the root cause of it. So this book gets down to the root cause of it. So let's go with back, back problem. Okay. So in general, the back represents the support of life. The corresponding affirmation is, I know that life always supports me. How many of us have had back pains and we stretch and we take painkillers and we do everything that we can, but we were plagued by chronic back pain because you don't feel supported in your life, right? So this this session right now is about feeling supported and feeling heard. I know that my back has been aching, my shoulders have been aching, shoulder ache, according to this wonderful book. Shoulder ache says, shoulders represent our ability to carry our experiences in life joyously. We we make life a burden by our attitude. The corresponding affirmation is, I choose to allow all my experiences to be joyous and loving. So my back has been aching and my shoulders have been achy. And that leads me into something that has, something that has happened in the past few days that has really rocked, rocked so many people that I know. And um, something that happened a few weeks ago that made me bring up this, the self-love sessions. And um, it's this, it's death. I had a college friend pass away recently from a brain tumor. And she and I had been out of touch for a very long time and she was closer to another friend of mine than she was to me. However, I dedicated the self-love session to her and I wanted to share with you something that I shared with the with the class that day. And whenever we start self-love sessions, I always say that um, let's set an intention. You know, let's get our minds right and figure out um, what we hope to get out of the day, what we hope to get out of the session. Before I even went into the session, I set an intention and said, I intend to let spirit speak through me to help those on their journey to self-discovery and healing. And when I got into the room, yes, that intention was still with me, but it evolved. It evolved because I realized that I was in a room full of women and each one of us was dealing with an unspoken pain, an unspoken hurt. And I needed to speak 
what I was feeling, to make it real, to um, acknowledge that it existed. And it's grief. I was feeling grief. I was grieving for, for my friend who I felt, I felt her life had been cut short. And I didn't know quite how to deal with it. I believe in a master plan. I believe in, in God's plan. And I realized that as, as a spirit in a human form, it is very hard to accept that which you do not understand. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why, why this friend was no longer on earth. So when I got into the room, I decided that I wanted to um, cancel out my self-doubt and I set my intention that I wanted to love and honor my friend with this practice. Weeks later, and she just had a birthday. Weeks later, it's so, it's still hard to fathom that this friend is no longer here that she no longer walks this earth, that I won't see her face or hear her voice. Ah, she was such a little spitfire. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. She, she was a big ball of sunshine. <laughs> and you know, sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes when you're down, someone who's showing so much joy you're envious of that because you're like, how can this person be joyous all the time? And granted, maybe Heidi wasn't joyous all the time, but she chose happiness. And I'm sure even in her final days on this earth that she chose happiness. And in the spirit of honoring people who are no longer on this earth. I want to take some time to talk about a recent, some recent passings that really rocked everyone. And that's the passing of NBA legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other victims that were on that helicopter crash. I was enjoying a, a, a day with with friends out, out in this wonderful place called Serenby when I heard the news. And it's like someone shot a cannon directly at my heart. I fell backwards onto a bench with the weight of that news that Beautiful souls had been um, extracted from this earthly plane. And although I don't understand why I am faced with accepting, I am faced with accepting this reality and also accepting the reality that this earth is no one's final destination. 
we are just we are souls that are inhabiting this place inside human bodies and that energy energy continues it's it's it has become difficult for me to find solace in the fact that these lives are no longer here it's difficult for me to imagine the anguish that the families of the victims are going through right now but you know as tough as it is grief is just one part of the healing process and so it is very important for us to feel all that we are feeling and to grieve yet not let it consume us the book that i've been reading solve for happy really um it touches on these these points about grieving and and happiness and how to find the happiness in these moments of grief and i'm choosing to find these moments of happiness i am choosing to celebrate life i am choosing to live my days as full as i possibly can cuz i have to be honest i and i i appreciate being able to be this open there have been so many cloudy days, so many cold days, so many rainy days and some days it takes everything that i have to get out of bed. And the past few days it has definitely taken every ounce of my energy to get out of bed and to put on a happy face. The weight of this loss is tremendous. So, let's take a moment or a few moments to remember those that we have that we have lost that have passed on to another another place let us be grateful for the time that we had with them give thanks for the moments that we have right now choose to be present choose to find the ray of sunshine in the clouds choose to find that joy 
My original intention for recording today was going to be something quite different from um, what I've just talked about. But as always, I ask the Spirit to speak through me and to guide my words. And I think that's exactly what happened today. I said what I needed to say and I'm giving myself grace for the emotions that I'm feeling, the residual effects of having friends and loved ones pass on from this place. Let's honor the people we love. I know you've heard this before and I'm going to say it again, but give people flowers while they're still alive. Let them know how you feel. Let them know that they are loved. Let them know that you appreciate them. Because not only is it wonderful for them to hear and to know, but it's important for you to say it. It's important for you to vocalize just how much you appreciate someone. Show appreciation, show love. Don't hold it back, show love every single day. (sighs) Thank you for these moments of truth and honesty. Thank you for allowing me to share how I'm feeling today. Sharing is caring, sunshines. Be kind to yourselves.